campaign is in complete disarray, and campaign workers say it's unorganized and total chaos. Basically, if the campaign were a person, it would look like Bernie Sanders. So I hadn't heard those stories. Is that a story that's going around, that uh, Bernie campaign is in chaos? Or hadn't heard it. Of course, he might have just been looking for a thread for a joke. Doesn't need to be based in truth. Right. Might have been one staffer's complaint. Uh, I had one more thing I wanted to throw in before you The organized there. person who insisted everybody around them be organized. I'm not organized. From two days ago from Politico, Sanders' campaign racked by dissension. Hmm. Could be. Well, I'm sorry. A, I just didn't know. It you could got a be bunch of angry a, communists. Tough to get them to, you know, all together on a plan. It could be, or it absolutely might not be. That's the way those kind those of Those are the possibilities. Yeah. Or something in between. Um... Uh, a lot of what is printed is crap. Yeah, nearly a dozen Virginia men report medical problems after taking sexual enhancement pills they got at the gas station. <laughs> I say gas station BPs. I, I realize you're supposed to have laws and this sort of thing. I think you you decide you've got a need, and you know you think you know where I'll get this medicine. Yes, the gas station. Yes, the restroom at the gas station. Uh, whatever happens to you is your fault. I'm going to pick the way up I a couple of tabs of Raging Bull or Power Tiger or <laughs> Rhino Lightning. Exactly. <laughs> Ram Thunder. <laughs> These men required hospitalization following the use of the pills. It's pretty That's serious. That's not good. No, it's, you know, and it's. What did it do to them? Hypoglycemia? Oh, oh you know, blood pressure. That. So, uh, for various reasons. Hypoglycemia? Reason. Or, what? I think that's what it said, right? Yeah. Excessive blood sugar? Yeah. Uh, it, it affected or, the blood sweating, pressure. racing heartbeat, irritability. I got all those well, things. Wait a minute. Anxiety, that's, shaking that's this. me every morning. I got all those things, and I don't have a great erection. So right. they're, they're winning I'm this battle. I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> Erections lasting longer than four hours, yes. though rare, require immediate medical help. Four sure hours. Do. Yeah, I hear stories about people buying boner pills at gas stations being hospitalized, and I think the system works. Yeah, no kidding. Well, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm I'm sorry. What is that? Uh, Charles Darwin is texting me. He says, "Shut up. Let me do my job." <laughs> the gas station. Don't get any of your medicine at the gas station. I mean, they sell ibuprofen and stuff like that, but you're driving along, you got a headache. That's fine. Maybe a nice bag of Doritos to munch on during your drive, but. Medications, not so much. To increase your uh, whatever you're trying to increase there, that's your, your stamina. They say that's always on the <laughs> on the packaging. Stamina enhancer. Okay, so it's some sort of like whole bunch of caffeine or something. So it gets people all raced up, and and these people are like, right. ah, I'm gonna die. Right. Get you, get you a little uh, tablet of uh, bull moose powder and because the tramp a nice you just picked up cologne. Because <laughs> the tramp you just picked up's out in the car waiting for you to go into the gas station right. to get the pill. I guess. Get a pill, get a little cologne, get a condom, and it's time for romance. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. Oh, speaking of romance, and I think most of the reason this was uh, printed and getting attention is people like talking about uh, sex, but uh, some famous actor, credit swinging with saving his marriage. Mm. I will uh, go ahead and uh, give you his rationale in a little bit. I would say it saved his marriage so far. Well, yes, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. (laughs) Uh, also, uh, I've been looking at the uh, L.A. joining other West Coast cities and demanding the Supreme Court take a look at the idiotic Ninth Circuit Court ruling about the bums and junkies, and um, it, it's it's wild. Here's how crazy L.A. is. 
Have you seen the videos? I think most people probably have. I hope you have. The videos or, or still shots of uh, the bum camps and the n- enormous piles of garbage and the rats running around. And in the, uh, the, the, there's uh, cops in Seattle suing because they're getting sick from the filth and the medieval diseases and the rest of it. I mean, it's just astonishing. Thousands of junkies laying around with their needles and, and, and aggressive bums and crazy people and the rest of it. And the Ninth Circuit Court, in one of the worst decisions in the history of their string of terrible decisions, said you can't enforce the so-called anti-camping laws um, unless you have a bed for every bum and junkie in the city, which is just bizarre. That's legislating from the bench in the worst way. It, you know what's weird is they exempted beaches and high-risk fire zones. Beaches? What, so the whales can come on shore and, and get their groceries or what? Just because, why beaches? That's weird. Anyway... Given that context, the county supervisors voted to to file an amicus brief. That's a, hey, we think so, too, brief to the U.S. Supreme Court. But it was only by three to two. Can you imagine? Two of the city council dopes or county supervisors said, no, no, we, we, we agree. We shouldn't be able to get somebody off a business doorstep unless we've furnished a bed. And as I pointed out many times, if somebody decides they're tired of being a junkie in Albuquerque and decide to be a junkie in L.A., that means L.A.'s got to produce one more bed when the guy hits the bus station? What the hell kind of ruling is that? I it's don't insane. know. insane. I don't know. It's insane. I think even the liberal RBG is is uh, in agreement with and, me. And, we'll how, and how why it doesn't apply to everything else. Well, uh, yeah, I stole that loaf of bread. I'm hungry. Now I don't have enough food. Right. You have to provide me enough food. It makes more sense, well, actually, oh to gosh. provide food than to provide a bed. Yeah, that's a way more compelling argument. You can exist without a bed. You can't exist without food. Sure. Clean drinking water. Obviously, medication. There are a lot of people who think um, uh, medical care is a right as opposed to a good furnished by doctors and nurses and hospitals. But uh, we'll see. I'm thinking, uh, what's the record for a Supreme Court decision? Okay, here's the legal briefs. Ready, read them. Bam! We have a ruling. Is that like two and a half seconds? This one might break it. And if not, I don't know. I'll move to Paraguay or Uruguay or I don't know, something. Uh, but, yeah, it's enough of that. Um, I mentioned uh, that my son wants to get his own YouTube channel because some of his friends in fourth grade have one and posting videos and that sort of stuff. We got a number of texts on that from teachers and that sort of thing. It's kind of interesting. So if you have kids in the that area or just want to know how that whole world is working. At first blush, my reaction is danger, danger. Oh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Uh, stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Leader of Iran vows all-out war. That's kind of a thing in that neighborhood. Yeah, do they... Don't they have a bit of a boy who cried wolf realization at some point that... Nobody seems to react when we say... 
We're going to have blood running in the streets. Nobody seems to do anything. What if we say it will be the mother of all battles? No, that's kind of the same. Nobody seems to be reacting. They don't seem to be scared or or we're not enticing them to get into a war or whatever we're trying to do. That's a cultural norm. You make great, expansive threats. I remember our our old caller, Basil, back when we took calls. We had a guy named Basil uh, from Iraq who called all the time. And uh, and he... (laughs) He said he grew up with those speeches mm-hmm. in the Middle East. It's just they say it all the time. Blood yeah. running in the streets just constantly. It's going to be blood running in the streets of Israel or Saudi Arabia right. or wherever. Right. But that's, you know, that it's not the boy who cried wolf because everybody in that culture understands that it's just saying, I'm mad. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's just what it is. Yeah, it's just kind of recalibrated. Okay. Um, uh, so I'm going to start doing it in my real life, though. Oh, and, and so the New York... This will be a catastrophe of biblical proportions. Honey, it's just a little water on the floor. <laughs> and the New York Times author article today, which I actually haven't read, that uh, bah, 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 that he is working behind the scenes with a whole bunch of different countries to get some UN stuff going, which is not what a lot of Trump haters would expect, but he's a... Uh, He's trying to bring together a coalition to really go after Iran, sanction them, you yeah. know, people living up to the sanctions and that sort of thing. That's going to hurt the whole, uh, he's going to get us into some crazy war narrative. Right. When he's actually a non-interventionist. So I mentioned my... You know, it's funny, he's full of bluster, but generally speaking, he takes the cautious approach to any uh, international conflict. No Witness doubt. the downing oh, no doubt. of our unmanned uh, fighter plane predator thing. Um, I'm trying not to use drone. We got a great email from somebody who's in the business of avionics and uh, explaining the difference between drones and um, there's an acronym. It's an unmanned FUBAR. ass-kicking vehicle. I can't... Uh, I'll find it for you. What's another good acronym? ESPN. That's an acronym. I don't think it is. Is an acronym the one where you say the, it's as if it's a word? Like, like radar. Or FUBA or SCUBA. Do you have to be able to say it as a word? I didn't know that. Nah. I mean, so like USA is an NASA acronym? is one. But USA isn't? I don't believe so. Oh, okay. That's just an abbreviation. I think you're right. Yeah, somebody look up now that you uh, think about it. Now that I think about it, I think you're right. An abbreviation formed from the initial letters of words and other words pronounced as a word. Okay. Yeah. We've all learned something. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Well SCUBA. Done. Well done. What's What do you okay. Oh, here it is. Uh, UAVs, unmanned aerial vehicles versus drones. UAVs. UAVs are uh, fuel-powered as opposed to batteries. They have a stationary controller. Um, They can be equipped to carry a missile, um, high altitude, etc. An armed UAV can kill people. A drone cannot. Um, So I mentioned my fourth grader, who's nine and a half uh, he's got some friends in, in also in fourth grade who have their own YouTube channels and post videos to it. They make they make wacky videos and post it to him. Have you seen the videos that his friends make? I actually have not. I should check those out. Um, I know one of his friends is really tech savvy and really good at that sort of stuff. And 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 my son kind of wants to get into it. And you know what a great skill to have. <clears throat> flipping, sure. Name a name a business in the modern world that doesn't need that sort of skill. There are none. Um, but anyway, he's talking about, can I get a YouTube channel and start making videos and posting on there? And I immediate, my immediate reaction is, no, 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 never. We're never going on the Internet. But I realize, you know, I can't, I can't keep that going forever. Um, at some point, we have to get involved. Don't know that it has to be now. But uh, 
And the idea that he said, yeah, and they, he got a, he, he, the one area that I do know something about just from reading all these articles and talking about it on the radio was when he said, you know, one of my friend got a hundred likes on your, however many likes on one of his videos. Right. And I know that that whole world has got a lot of danger. Oh, right? that is so bad for kids' psychology. Yikes. You know, in addition to the, you post YouTube videos, even I've never been on the kids' version of YouTube. You know, the, there's a, it's own, there's own thing. There's a, the regular YouTube we're almost all on, and then there's a special kids' version. But I've never used the kids' version. Do they allow for comments like all the other? You can you can disable comments well, on your own videos. Well, you'd have to. Uh, you can. You'd have to because you don't want to. You don't want to be entered enter into the world of comments as oh, a no. child. Shattering. It's, it's, yeah. You can hide the tally of likes and dislikes on the video from being seen by other users, but not from the person who puts up the video. I don't know of a way to, to hide that from yourself. See, I yet. think you ought to opt, be able to opt out yourself. Yeah. But here's the eight millionth study uh, showing that young people and social media, uh, it's bad for them and causes depression, anxiety, aggression, and antisocial behavior. Other than that, it's peachy. <laughs> um, yeah. The effects of social media consumption on teens manifest itself in two ways, according to this article in JAMA Psychiatry. Um, That's self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Exactly. <laughs> JAMA. Uh, so, internally, depression and anxiety. We've all heard about that. I knew about that one. Externally, aggressive behavior and antisocial behavior. I didn't know that. Wow. The latter uh, behaviors, aggressive behavior and antisocial behavior, were essentially non-existent among teens who reported that they didn't use social media. Wow. Wow. How interesting Cause is that? effect, interesting, but yeah, that makes sense. I tell you what I think it is, is when you are hurt, you want to lash out. And people are hurt psychically, psychologically, over and over again by social media. Well, having thought about this for five seconds, we're, we're designed to adapt to our environment to survive. Mm-hmm. If you're on social media and your brain is registering, oh, the environment is... Really aggressive, negative commentary. Right. That's the environment I live in. Well, I need to adapt to that environment to survive. Mm -hmm. That's not the real environment. That's not the way it is in the workplace or among real people. Right. But online, that's the environment. I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. I can see how that would, would change the way you behave. Right. You just start behaving the way people do online, which is not a good way to behave. Um. Also, they, they pointed out, researchers have long struggled with understanding how social media screen time and other forms of personal technology affect brain development. Much of that is because that technology develops faster than it can be studied. Oh, boy. That's a good point. Yeah. They're finally out with the study of how MySpace affects 11-year-olds. <laughs> That's exactly right. They mentioned Facebook. They've done all these studies on Facebook, and kids aren't on Facebook anymore. They don't do Facebook anymore, hardly ever. It's all about TikTok and uh, Snapchat and Instagram DMing. So there's studies about Facebook. Well, do they transfer to these other ones? They're not sure. So you start tr- studying these ones, and they're on to Big Bong and Dum Dum and whatever thing. Snapbook and <laughs> chat face. <laughs> Big Bong and Dum Dum mornings. <laughs> bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, exactly. bing. Exactly. There you go. Dot com. But that is kind of interesting. Ah, oh, we just did a big study on Facebook, and you kids don't go back to Facebook. Not nobody go cares. back to Facebook because I just did a study about how it affects you. They also haven't been able to tease out really getting zero likes on their studies, <laughs> and they're just shattered by that. No hearts, no retweets, no thumbs up. Right. Um. The other thing is they haven't been able to tease out yet again because it moves so fast. 
the difference between screen time, you hear you hear regular studies about screen time doing this to your brains. They're not sure it's screen time or it's the social media aspect of screen time. Screen time might have its own thing um, or or nothing, but it but it might might not be causing all the anxiety and angst and and and, and behavior that's that social media is. So it's not the screen. So for a long time, the the, the research was all about and the, this, the the talks and everything you heard was about too much screen time for kids. Well, the screen time, if you eliminate social media, might be a different thing. They're not exactly sure. The long and short of it, they summed it up in one sentence. Excessive time on social media doesn't help people's mental state. I think there's no disagreement with that at this point, right? Is there anybody out there claiming that's not true? Excessive time on social media doesn't help people's mental state. Is there a chance that we're moving toward people looking at uh, social media interactions similar to the way we look at smoking? Drug use, I don't know. Uh, it's it's difficult to predict when you're really still in the very early days of something. God, we still are. Um, how attitudes will evolve. But if you have a skyrocketing suicide rate among children, you'd think that'd be a clear enough indicator to get people's attention. My safe is MySpace is safe. Not one person <laughs> committed suicide last year because they were on MySpace. True. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Uh, Canada's brown-faced political scandal continues to grow. Oh, no. Racist, white supremacist Canadian leader. His face is red now. Mm. Couple of things that I don't know what are going, how they're going to turn out or what they even really mean. But so in Israel, Gantz. He's the guy that's even right. more hawkish than Netanyahu, who did pretty well in the uh, the vote yesterday, or Tuesday. Gantz declares victory, rejects Netanyahu's calls for negotiation, which will uh, means the country is braced for weeks of political uncertainty. I have no idea how that all works or how it's going to come together uh, or what's going to happen there. So I guess I'll just wait and have somebody tell me at the end of the wrangling. Um, and then this story that the Wall Street Journal has an exclusive on, an American FedEx pilot is being detained in China. They say he had some illegal stuff in his bag or whatever. Uh-oh. But, um, Man, I'd hate to be in the clutches of the Chinese legal system. You never know what's going on between the U.S. and China and why China might hold an American and, and mm-hmm. what they're hoping for or how that China is asshole! Yeah. Yeah. Keep our sure eye on are. That. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the scandal is expanding. New images are emerging of Canadian leader Justin Trudeau in brownface and blackface makeup at costume parties and talent shows. All this is he's facing... Multiple? Yes. All kind these of his go-to. Is... <laughs> you know what I'm going to be for Halloween again this year? Yeah. A black guy. You know what? Uh, maybe this year I'll be uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The next year, Michael Jackson. And then the year after that... I don't know, uh, Prince Faisal. Because uh, the one, he's in an Aladdin costume. Yeah, right? that was the brown face. Brown right. face, and not I, to be confused with black face. I think he thought he was going to... Even gonna... though black people are actually brown, pretty much. <laughs> I think uh, he whatever. thought he would survive a brown face scandal. Right. And now it's become a black face oh, scandal. Oh, that's much darker. Well, the <laughs> this one is you're so idiotic. The one you're referring to there is uh, Trudeau at a 2001 Arabian Nights theme party. This is the one he first came out to publicly apologize Surrounded for. Surrounded by a bevy of beauties. Dressed up in... Aladdin costume and put makeup on. I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better, but I didn't. And I'm really sorry. You well, know, in the one picture, oh, shame. 
Shame. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Shame. In the one picture, uh, the Aladdin picture, he's also got his hand wrapped around the, like the neck of a, a young beauty and appears to be leering somewhat at the camera. But listen, <laughs> here's my take on this. Unless you're going to say Justin Trudeau is a racist. He believes one race is better than another. Or worse, right, exactly. And you can make that case. Well, then he's done something insensitive or dumb. That wasn't really considered that big a deal at the time. Right, exactly. So, listen, if somebody does, and this is the difference between the, the like, fascist, Maoist, Red Guard uh, uh, social justice warrior lunatics who just want scalps and blood and to show how pure they are in the orthodoxy. I mean, if you just really don't like racism, if somebody does something that is quote-unquote racist, but they didn't mean it to be racist, and they didn't realize at the time that it was racist, well, then maybe you can accuse them of insensitivity or bad judgment, but you can't call them racist. No, obviously not. Well, if he had no racist intentions whatsoever, then it wasn't racist. Right, it's like, it's like accusing somebody who accidentally knocks something over and it lands on your foot of being a savage, of being a, a vicious person who hurts people. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the same thing. And he was he's about 18 years old now, so I don't know how old he was in that picture. <laughs> he was like six at most. He's using his, super, his wife was 45. He's using his super, super sad voice. All right. Well, the latest all this. For the pain that he's caused, you got to talk about that. Yeah, I like what you said earlier. He's studying Beto O'Rourke on how to be an ashamed white man. Well, in addition to all this, he's now acknowledging wearing blackface in college while performing a version of Harry Belafonte's Banana Boat song, otherwise known as Dale. Got to admit, now, I don't think he, I don't have any reason to believe he's a racist, but standing up there in blackface singing Dale is pretty minstrelly. (laughs) That's a lot more minstrelly than some of these other things. Wearing an Aladdin outfit. Uh, you know what? There he is with the uh, four beauties yeah. there as he poses as Aladdin. They must all be racist too. Smiling and chuckling. Exactly. They are all racists. They're participants in the minstrel show. Never mind the yeah. fact that he's dressed as an Arab in this case. Yes. Uh, they're all We need their names. They need to be rooted out. They need to be hounded out of their professions in the new Maoist uh, social justice warrior world. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Federal Reserve cutting interest rates once again. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell tell, uh, telling reporters that a quarter of a percent cut was made as insurance against ongoing threats such as investor uncertainty about trade policy and weak global growth. And they said a couple more cuts before the end of the year? Yep, that's what they're talking about. Uh, wow. I don't know, I'm in the gig. That's, no, what they that's said. not necessarily true. Yeah. Well, um, the, if you look at the actual vote and what some of the guys said... Um, there were like two of the guys were in favor of. I can't remember what it was. A very mixed vote, though, and there's there's a great deal of doubt whether they're going to cut him again. From what I've heard, so I thought Trump would be super happy with this, but he tweeted after it happened, and the market liked it. Right, market went up. Is that right, Sean? Uh, yeah, market's fine. Yeah, I don't follow the market. I keep my money in a coffee can. Um, Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve fail again. No guts, no sense, no vision. A terrible communicator. <laughs> He's the guy you appointed. <laughs> yes. Oh, is this because he didn't promise more in the future? I got. Or he only cut it a quarter. He only percent. cut it a quarter percent. Yeah. Well, what if something bad happens, Mr. President? We've, we've given all away all the tools already. Right. No guts, no sense, no one. vision. <laughs> failed again. See, that's just a not terrible necessary. communicator. What are you doing? 
He's m- communicating. M- yeah, I'm yelling at the guy I hired to be the Fed <laughs> chief. <laughs> Idiot. All right, how many of you out there are in pet debt? You know, your pet's your best friend. They're also your financial responsibility. And a new survey from LendingTree found more than half, or about half, of millennials have been in debt for their pet, with 13% of cat owners and 9% of dog owners saying they owed at least $2,000 to the vet. Higher percentage of cat owners. Yep. Significantly higher. Yep. That matters. That shows you something. That tells you something. Well, that's a comfortable society when you can have that much money uh, going to your pets. $2,000 to the vet. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And previous previous generations didn't do that. No. Oh, no way. They would have thought you no. were crazy for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a change. You just got to recognize it. Maybe you agree with it. Maybe you don't agree with it. But that's a change. Sean, what does your bevy of cats cost you every year? And uh, you know, oh, uh, excellent, Marshall, uh, for keeping up that trope. Um, you know, your uh, pre- <laughs> your parents, your parents did not spend that kind of money on yeah. pets, and almost really it's, certainly, it's Sean's business what he spends on all of his cats. No. But <laughs> I, I, you and I both grew up yeah. in a world where. Um, there was an awareness that while pets are delightful, there are millions more being put down or homeless or, or whatever. Were we just playing can't afford it? We're not going to spend our money of thousands of dollars on fixing this cat. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, and then the cat doesn't know. And the next cat will be substantially like the old but cat. I've but I've never been to Europe. But, <laughs> but <laughs> with, there are plenty of people who, who are reacting with... Horror and outrage because their special uh, lumpkin is uh, is the best dog in the world, and that's fine. I'm not going to tell you how to live. No, you can spend your money on whatever you want to spend it. Although, on. here's a question for you, though, and it always comes down to this: if you spend fifteen thousand dollars to cure your dog's cancer, and it lives uh, a few more years, and then you know you you have a problem yourself, a couple uh, uh, tough breaks, and you're broke. Do I then pay for you? Or as you a don't? Well, I have what Obama the called a state. dignified retirement because right. you spend a lot of money on pets over years. Is that, is that right? My you have yours? a right to a certain standard of living in retirement, even though you spent fifteen thousand dollars on on your cat. Over your the years. With millennials already just drowning in debt, how do they do anything without going more in debt? Right, because like, it's very easy to get uh, credit cards or no. But um, but with the, the framing of the study of. Millennials are spending money on any money that they spend on their pets, or is automatically just putting them further in debt because they already have tens they have no of thousands of student hand. loans that they have yet to pay off right. as well. Well, don't get a pet. Pets are expensive. Then we get yelled at for killing the pet industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about that? <laughs> um, yeah. What have you spent on your cat or dog? Four one five two nine five KFTC, among other things, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. CBS News is reporting the global economy could weaken at a pace not seen since the 2008 financial crisis. Great. What would lead to that? I mean, a little trade tension with China is not going to be anything like the, 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 the 07, 08 crash with the credit default swap garbage. I don't know. I think you're trafficking in sensationalism. I hope they're wrong. 
Yeah, me too. I hope they're trafficking sensationally. Yes. But now you've trafficked in it. Oh, boy. Now your hands are dirty, aren't they? Look at them. <laughs> Look at them. And do you suffer from, maybe I'll hit you with this later, do you suffer from, you probably don't, it's a tiny portion of the population that gets this, uh, they think it might be growing, TGA, transient global amnesia. Just hits you out of nowhere and you like lose a part of a day or something. You never get it back. Like your brain resetting for some reason. Really? Yeah, it happens to people. Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it in again? (laughs) Uh, Wow, how interesting. So I mentioned this earlier. uh, I guess it was a couple of days ago. This uh, piece in the Washington Post about uh, it seems like there are at least a dozen products of a particular sperm donor kids that came from his sperm, at least a dozen that have autism. And and that's never been believed in the past, right? That you, somebody carries autism with them genetically? I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard that before. And you'd think I would. Um, I, I've never heard anything definitive that's stuck in my brain, so who knows? May, or maybe I have that amnesia thing. But anyway, <laughs> this article focuses on these uh, uh, couple of gals. They're together, Jack. They're what's called lesbians. Is that legal? And they decided to have a, a kid, and um, and so they uh, uh, so they went into the process, which includes you look at the profile of the would be donor. And by the way, it's worth I'd mentioned I meant to mention a genetic counselor says the odds of so many blood related children with autism occurring spontaneously was akin to all the mothers opening up a dictionary and pointing to the same letter of the same word on the same page at the same time. Okay, it's practically impossible. It's a good, uh, it's, good, uh, you know, one description counselor. But anyway, um, so uh, these gals go to a sperm bank that they hear is pretty good, um, and. Uh, and one wonders whether they have sperm ATMs at the sperm bank, but at least I do. Anyway, this is a very serious story, and I should stop making jokes. Um, she called them all asking for information, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's been on a crusade, by the way, to get sperm banks to stop selling this guy's sperm, and a lot of them just won't even call her back. But so uh, she and her sweetheart um, decide to have a baby. Uh, they looked at online profiles to find just the right sperm donor. Donor H898 uh, from Ident Laboratories looked like a winner. Blonde and blue eyed, six foot two or six foot one, two hundred and forty pounds. Appeared to be smart and accomplished. His profile said he had a master's degree, was working as a metal medical photographer. His hobbies included long distance running, reading, and art. Most importantly, he had a clean bill of health. Um, not applicable strike through line on all but one of the more than 100 medical questions. The only one that was a yes was his paternal grandfather had prostate cancer at age 85. Everybody has, you know, a little or a lot by the age 85. Over the next few months, Ms. Rizzo, that's the gal involved, purchased several vials of sperm. The bill came to about $500. And then they go into the absolutely heartbreaking uh, period of time that a lot of us have dealt with where you figure out that there's something not quite right with your kid and um, and uh, a fairly severe case of autism. Um, at any rate, it's, it's terrible. But um, Then they go on and mention this donor 898. According to um, mothers who've met him, he is clean, cut, and polite. One described him as hot. 
Uh, brave, generous, etc. According to Mother's court documents and genetic testing through 23andMe and Ancestry.com, he sold anonymously to at least four sperm banks, which typically pay about $100 per visit are if pe- they'll have your sperm. Are people doing that for the money, or do you have some sort of weird... I need to spread my genes around the world. I'm so wonderful. Some sort of weird narcissist thing. That might be it. But it's also just a natural biological urge to have your genes continue. But anyway, um, so he donated, he sold rather anonymously to at least four sperm banks. He donated to a high-end agency that matches parents with donors they can meet face-to-face and offered his sperm for free or a very low fee on sites such as blah, blah, blah. Or does this guy just like to masturbate? I mean, <laughs> he'd give it to anybody who'd take it. Uh, anyway, they mentioned that um, his profile stood out in many ways. Women who used his sperm said, citing the thoughtful answers in his essays and audio interview. I dislike dishonest and wasteful people. I have my own garden and go to the Met when I can. I don't know how many of those things are genetic, his wonderful handwriting or whatever. But Right. Well, turns out Ms. Rizzo, who's taking this thing to the wall, and you can understand why, is uh, getting all sorts of people charged with um, with fraud. And that's the aspect of this story. The headline's all about, and, you know, the little teaser sentence or two is all about um, all the kids with autism, which is shocking, and scientists are rushing from around the globe to try to figure this out. But she says in her complaint that research based on public documents and calls to his relatives showed that the donor had no college degrees. Oh, He'd geez. been diagnosed with ADHD. Went to a school for children with learning and emotional oh, disabilities. Man. Oh, wow. Because some of that stuff is genetically to pass along. Nice handwriting, not so much. But a lot of this other stuff, yes. Right, exactly. And whether he went to the Met occasionally or not, turns out that the sperm banks don't verify this stuff. The oh, only mandatory test is for cystic fibrosis. That's incredible. Now, some say they test for several hundred others, but... There's no test for autism, so it's not at all standardized. And this one they used is one of the nation's oldest sperm banks until it shut down in 2015. It's been sued by various people for various things because they just didn't test. I wonder if it's going to inadvertently lead to something with autism, figuring it out, because I don't believe people think you're you know, passing it along genetically like that. But yeah. um, all that other stuff, though, that's just horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Horrifying. Oh so this God. guy's big and good looking, and uh, and he 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 knows how to, you know, answer these questions. So he sounds impressive, and what? so they say yes, please, and sell it to a bunch of women who then produce children. So knowing he doesn't exactly have the best genes to pass along, mm-hmm. what is he doing going out there trying to spread his genetics around? Well, you know, is he a weirdo. He's a bad guy and a weirdo, clearly. But he's not going to. He should not be the gatekeeper. He's not the problem. He is a problem, but he's right. not the well, yeah, problem. We, those yeah. people will exist. We right. have to. You have to come up with a sperm yeah. bank that, that weeds them out. How troubling Which is that? Which you could though? do with a tiny bit of effort. Yeah. Verify a few of the things. Oh, that's incredibly troubling. Yeah, I know it. I know it. These gal, uh, you know, these are not dumb women. They thought that there was some standard of legitimacy to the information they were given, and. Of course, you, you know I I hate our excessive lawsuit lawsuit culture, but if if you sell me I don't know a garden hose that doesn't work right and you knew it you're guilty of fraud. If you are lending, giving, selling sperm that produces a child who's profoundly disabled or 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 unhappy or troubled or whatever, 
I mean, that's that's fraud on a horrific scale. I mean, that's economic fraud and the sort of moral fraud that would get you, you know, beaten to death or run out of town, uh, you know, back in the day. That's amazing. Yeah, that's stunning. Anyway. Um, TGA. You have TGA? TGA? I don't think I do, but don't maybe I, I do and I've forgotten about Transient it. global amnesia. About 2% of the population this happens to. Wow. Point, I'm sorry, 0.2% oh, of the okay. population. Um, uh, it tends to happen as you get older. They think it's some sort of brain reset. Anyway, we got this text. I had an episode of TGA in 2008. Under a lot of stress at the time, it's so weird. I just lost hours of a day. Strangest experience ever. Only happened once, thank goodness. Went to the ER. That would through an terrify ambulance. me. Thought it was a stroke or something, but no. just That would terrify transient me. Transient global amnesia. Yeah, it can just hit you one time. You lose hours. Sometimes after drinking half a bottle of tequila. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know who she is. Right. How did I get to Las Vegas? Why is there a ring on my finger? Why is there glitter all over the place? Oh, boy. Weird. Oh, I must boy. have that transient global amnesia. That's it. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? A text line 415-295-KFTC. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to campaign against Justin Trudeau and his brown-faced horrors. going to make that your issue? It's not even the country I live in, but I am offended <laughs> on behalf of others. Armstrong and Getty.